Hello, this is Eileen Laird, your guest host on the podcast. Today, we're mapping inflammatory root causes with Andrea Nakayama on the 15-Minute Matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on how to use the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist, and for today's podcast, I'm sitting in the guest seat. Taking over as our host is Eileen Laird, writer, blogger, author, host of the award-winning podcast, Phoenix Helix, and champion of taking a holistic approach to autoimmune healing. Hey, Andrea, thanks so much for mixing it up and inviting me to interview you on the 15 Minute Matrix today. I think this is going to be really fun and I'm very interested in what you have to say. So we're going to be talking about inflammatory root causes today, something that I know personally after developing rheumatoid arthritis in 2012. And in your ebook, Roadmap to Resolution, you explain how inflammation supports chronic health conditions as one of three roots. And there seems to be a lot of focus on root cause resolution these days. And what I love about you is you bring us back to the fact that it's never one root. Can you talk a bit more about your approach to root cause resolution? Yeah, thanks, Eileen. I really do think we're making a mistake in looking for the root. And I'm sure you see this in your audience. People are on this quest for this one root, like finding out this one thing is going to solve everything. And it really is so much more complex than that, which is why I developed the three roots approach. And the three roots approach is kind of based on what Dr. Dale Bredesen established with looking at a condition as complex as Alzheimer's because autoimmune is complex. So what I started to look at is that there are actually three roots. Everything comes back to these three roots. And the three roots are the genes, digestion, and inflammation. And when we look at it through sort of a matrixed approach and think about the terrain that impacts each of those things, we're considering the fact that everything is connected, we are all unique, and all things matter. And that brings us back to both the matrix and those three roots. What I love about how you describe things is you put them in a way that feels a little bit easy to understand, a little bit approachable, a little bit empowering, like, okay, I can handle three roots. Yes, I would like a magic pill, but when that's not available, (laughs) there's another approach that can work for me. So the three roots you mentioned are genes, digestion, and inflammation. And today we're really going to dive into inflammation. And a lot of times people talk about infections. Is that our major inflammatory root cause? Yeah, this is, again, another one of the mistakes that I think we can make in considering how to address autoimmune conditions. And another one of those, it's not a quick fix, an infection, but it is that one magic bullet. We think if I understand which infection and I address that, then everything will be okay. And I'm not saying that infections are not a part of the root causes in 
autoimmune conditions. So common infections that we see associated with autoimmunity, and there are so many, but they include EBV, CMV, Hep C, H. pylori, E. coli, rubella. We have to think about every yeast, virus, bacteria. We have to think about co-infections like Lyme disease. And yet, autoimmune diseases are, of course, chronic inflammatory conditions triggered by the loss of immunological tolerance to self-antigens. And this can cause systemic or organ-specific damage as the confused immune system attacks itself. And there's some key words in there. There's a runaway immune response that results in the body attacking its own tissues. So while there is an infection, there's a terrain or a milieu in which that infection exists that's causing the immune system to run amok. The infection may be a player, but we as as patients, as clinicians, have to look at the environment in which that infection exists. Why can one person resolve their signs and symptoms from that infection and another, like you and I, cannot? When I look at the inflammatory factors or the inflammation, I'm thinking about what do we need to do to clear, calm, enhance, and modulate and while we may clear an infection or look to clear an infection, what are the other things that we need to think about clearing? We don't want to just think in the tier three arena, address the infection. We want to think in what I call tier one, the non-negotiables, tier two, addressing the deficiencies. So we want to clear the inflammatory foods, the things that are inflammatory in our environment, whether they're mold or toxins. There's so many other things we want to clear and not just the infection. So to answer your question, Eileen, it is a part of what we have to clear, those infections, but it's not all we have to clear. So do you think everyone with autoimmune disease has an infection or is that another thing that varies from person to person? I believe that varies from person to person. It could have been that they had an infection or that there's some imbalance. Infection is a word that I think could be taken more broadly as well. Like we could have an infection in that we have microbial imbalances, right? It doesn't mean that it's an active infection right now, but an infection in our past was likely in the picture, even if it's resolved now and it contributed to the terrain where the immune system is on that overdrive. It's that runaway response that we're dealing with, again, where the immune system is now attacking its its own tissues. And we have to look at every reason why, not just the diagnosable reason why. Yeah. And it seems like one of your missions and areas of expertise as a teacher is to get people out of that mindset of trying to oversimplify down to one thing and say, okay, you don't have autoimmune disease, you have an infection, we'll clear the infection, we'll clear autoimmune disease. Because that fails so many people. Yes. Some people that might work for, but I think a minority. And so you keep bringing us back to the big picture, which I think is a lot more helpful. So the four things you mentioned in terms of clearing inflammation, clear, calm, enhance, and modulate as four factors that impact inflammatory root causes. So if you were to choose one of those four that you think is most overlooked in many practices, those of both patients and clinicians, 
which would it be? Oh, it's so hard. They're all so important, right? I mean, clear, we talked about, we really need to address the things that need to be cleared. But I'm going to choose calm. And I think you and I are going to relate on this reason for calm. One of the things that I see people do is clear so much that they're in a hyperdrive where they're actually inducing deficiencies, either with their food or the things they're not allowing themselves to do. And we should talk about that a little bit more because I think we both see that in our communities of patients that we're supporting and also not doing enough to clear. So calming comes from the place where we're giving the body the most support possible. And we have to make sure that we're both clearing and nurturing. Again, we go clear, calm, enhance, and modulate. And if we think about that whole system from a biochemical perspective, we're talking about the Tregs, the T regulatory cells, which are like the brakes on the immune system, but have often gone into overdrive in an autoimmune milieu. So we do have to modulate. We do have to calm. And again, I see two issues coming up for people. Either they're not clearing enough to allow for some calming of the immune system. So they're still inciting the attack, sometimes unknowingly with the foods or behaviors or mindset or things that they're allowing into their life. Or they've cleared so much that they're actually inducing a hyperdrive state because the body is searching for the factors that it needs to be calm. Do you see this happening in your community, Eileen? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love how it sounds like you talk about it as a spectrum. And like all things, kind of hitting it in the sweet spot is what benefits our health the most. And so, yeah, there are people who really struggle, I think, with making diet and lifestyle changes. And it's one of the reasons it's so helpful to have a health professional on your side to help with both accountability and guidance for that. So like you said, people who aren't quite clearing enough, who might just not even have the information to know where it's sneaking in. Right. And then absolutely, there are people who think less is more. And so (laughs) when it comes to diet, they just keep removing more and more foods. Or when it comes to um, health behaviors, they just kind of get tougher and tougher on themselves. And I also kind of wonder if part of that is self-compassion seems to be a skill that's challenging for many of us. And so it's not where we go to first. And it sounds to me like the calm is, uh, you mentioned it's nurturing and providing yourself with the resources you need to do the other to do the other things. But for people who maybe are not used to nurturing themselves, they may not be comfortable with that. Yeah, so well said, Eileen. I think that when we're looking at calm, there's a number of things we can look at. And it really is a matrix. So if we're looking at the functional nutrition matrix, and we're thinking about calming, we're looking at the entire thing. We're looking at what, how do you accept where it is that you came from? And what was the reality of you coming into the world? How do we look back at our history, our triggering events and own it and say, oh yeah, that's my history. And wow, I've had those insults, quote unquote, in my life, whether that insult is a virus or a tick bite or a life changing event, I've had those triggers in my life. And there's an awareness of that being part of what led us here and a calm around that as opposed to a fight with it. It's who we are. It's what makes us 
us up. And then we look at what's going on in our body and say, how do I calm my digestive system and support it in doing what it needs to do? How do I especially calm my immune system? Where are there enough nutrients to allow me to calm my immune system? Where are there needed nutrients that support me in doing that? Whether they're anti-inflammatory herbs like turmeric and ginger, if those work for you, or their nutrients like vitamin A, what do what does my immune system, my particular immune system need? And this is where we as clinicians need to understand the complexity of the immune system in order to help each individual bring their recipe for calm. As you said, there is the mind and spirit portion of bringing some calm into our lives. How do we accept and recognize what it is that our life is like now? It may be because these immune cells were trained and they're already on the attack, it may be that we need to live our life a little bit differently and that what's calming now is not calming tomorrow, that things may change and finding some acceptance around that. There's so many things in the soup, as I like to call it, the internal terrain that we can work with calming. But if we're talking to our patients, how do we move over to that skills section of the arena and really come into the calm, the cradle that we can offer ourselves there. When we're talking about chronic inflammatory conditions, again, the system is on overdrive. It's on so much overdrive that it's attacking itself. And we have to calm down. We have to take a deep breath. We have to Think about the things like meditation and how that shifts the immune response and sleep and the right foods for that time while making sure that we're getting the proper nutrients. We have to think about the right kind of exercise. Before we started this conversation, you were talking about dancing in your living room because you were not able to go outside in the rain right now. We have to look at the fact that all of these things deserve their exhale and that's how we bring some more calm to the immune response deep down to the cellular level. And I loved how you talk about not just the calm in all of the areas on the matrix, but also how that changes over time, sometimes day to day, and then sometimes as we heal, and then other times as maybe a new life event hits and sends our immune system into overdrive again. Because when I heard you mention dancing in the living room, which I can do now, and I love it so much, there was absolutely a time with my rheumatoid arthritis that I could not do that. I could do the gentle dancing in my chair but my joints couldn't handle more than that. But yet I chose to do that because I needed some movement and some joy in my life. And dancing does that for me. Yeah, I think that that's really important to recognize. And there's a huge amount of acceptance around that. And that is precisely why we have to get out of this thinking that there is one root cause and that there is one protocol for any condition, whether that's autoimmunity or otherwise. And it's really why I developed the three roots approach so that we leave no stone unturned and we look at the entirety of the person and the many meanings behind every word that I've associated with each of the three roots. So again, for inflammation, what do we need to clear 
What do we need to calm? What do we need to enhance? And what do we need to modulate? And thinking about that from lifestyle factors to infections to the cellular function. Beautiful. Well, it has been such an honor to guest host today's podcast with you, Andrea. Thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you for sitting in this chair with me and being the host, Eileen. I loved it. To learn more about the Roadmap to Resolution, visit fxnutrition.com forward slash roadmap or follow the link provided in the show notes. I am Eileen Laird, founder of Phoenix Helix, a collection of resources for thriving and living a vital life with autoimmune disease. And by sharing my experiences managing rheumatoid arthritis, my hope is to inspire others to find their own successful, holistic approaches to healing. You can find my books, podcast, and community at phoenixhelix.com. That's P-H-O-E-N-I-X-H-E-L-I-X.com. The 15-Minute Matrix is brought to you by Andrea Nakayama and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. The 15-Minute Matrix team includes music by Andrea's son, Gilbert Nakayama, and additional production assistance by Renee Hunt, Natalie Merrill, and Christine Shook. You can visit us and hear more episodes at 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be emailed a short reminder each time there's a new podcast episode, please go to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify and subscribe. You have an open invitation to email the team about who you'd like to hear on the podcast and what you'd like to see mapped on the 15 Minute Matrix. Address your email to ask at 15minutematrix.com.